0: Welcome to the first episode of the Dump and Chase podcast featuring Ethan Peterson and Jake Topkin. Tuesday, March 27th, 2018. A lot of topics to cover today. Um, you know, we got NCA Final Four, NCA Frozen Four, uh, we got, you know, the OBJ scandal going on right now, um, the trade rumors surrounding him. Uh, we're going to give, you know, our NHL power rankings, um, who's taking over as, you know, the elite players in the NHL and uh you know we're gonna be we're gonna begin today with uh the uh the the madness over the weekend uh that being the the final four games um crazy weekend Evan crazy, crazy
1: weekend we're down to four though we're down, to, down four. to
0: four teams um you know it's it's I'm all in on on the sister gene train right now um I mean, I don't know how you can't be. Did you
1: uh, did you see the shirts they made for Sister Jean? Air Jean. You better believe I bought the one. Air Jean. You but, better I bought With the Air Jordan logo. Air Jean with the Air Jordan. Yeah, um, that's incredible. People are already jumping on that. Uh, I tell you what, I, I, I promise you if the Ramblers win Monday, Sister Jean will be up on the ladder cutting nets down. She's going to have it back in her hair back and tucked in her hat there. You think Sister Jean it's actually certainty? gets out of that
0: chair and up the ladder? I, I I mean, there's no way God doesn't
1: help her get up that ladder. There's got to be a prop bet or something I, on it. I'd love to see the money line on jo- that or the over or whatever they put. I have a lot of money right now
0: riding on the Ramblers. I won't get into that right now. Um, but if there's a prop bet for Sister Jean cutting down the nets, you can guarantee I'm doubling my bet down 100%. That's, that's gonna pay that one. Let's just pay. let's just talk about they their their path quick. Um, you know they took down a, I mean a really good Kansas State team, very underrated. Um, I know they were a nine seed, but they you know they didn't get a lot of respect. Uh, they got essentially pretty much their whole team coming back. Um, you know Clayton Custer, Dante Ingram, Ben Richardson. You know the, the, I I truly believe K State will be back. Uh, sweet 16 if not elite eight again next year they're that talented but I mean credit credit Porter Bolger for what he's done with that Rambler you know with that Rambler squad um in Loyola Chicago um you know he just he he's brought so much passion and energy to that team um they're 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 a team that doesn't turn the ball over much uh you know, when you play a team like that, you, you, you kind of have to be on your game. You can't be missing shots. K-State was kind of in a funk all all game, and, you know, they could never really claw their way back into it. Um,
1: I, think I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, just to, to, to piggyback off you there, they don't have the one-two star players, the one-two punch. Um, they just have a group that's, that's a solid group of just good players who work together as a team. You know, they've – They won their 32 games because they do what's right in the moment. Yeah, Uh, um, they, they're like I said, there's no real standout players that are gonna, you know, be high draft picks or going to be maybe standout players in the NBA. Um, and that's what makes them so unique. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Usually, you know, to win in the March
0: Madness tournament, you need good coaching. Um, you usually need, you know, at least one NBA player. Not saying you have to. Oil is kind of you know, doing their own route here. Um but I mean you need good coaching and it's a guards tournament. All all three of the guards for I mean all four of the guards even for Loyola have been playing phenomenal basketball. But let's just briefly fast forward to the, the Loyola and Michigan matchup. Um uh, Michigan, you know, got away with one against Houston. Um, you know, buzzer beater, uh you know, luck luck if you might say. That's what that's exactly what it is a few free throws missed down the stretch. But uh, Jake, who you got in this one,
1: Loyola or Michigan? Uh, Evie, you know what? My heart says Loyola, but my head says Michigan. Um, Loyola, they're tough defensively. Um, their transition game is is, is kind of where they've found success. Um, they rarely foul, and I think that's something a lot of people overlook. Um, the ter- against tournament opponents, I think they're averaging a little bit above 10 free throws against them a game, um, which just goes to show that, you know, they're sound defensively. They don't take fouls. They don't put themselves in foul trouble very often. Um, and that, that can help them late in the game. Uh, but I think it's going to be a, a three-point festival and a, a transition. Uh, who, who can be better on the transition game um, sure. in that one? But, if I mean, I, I love a Cinderella, so I want to stick to Loyola-Chicago. I have Michigan winning it in my bracket, but this whole Cinderella deal with the Ramblers is just is too too hard to yeah. jump on that again.
0: I I'm gonna have to. I mean, Michigan's playing really good basketball right now. You know, John Bellion's got that squad rolling. Um, Mo Wagner, you know, a preseason Wooden Award nominee. Uh, he's he's playing extremely well. You know, I mean, they they kind of ride or die with with Wagner. Um, if he can get going early in this game, it'll be tough for for Loyola. Um, but you know, I like I'm all in on Sister Jean. Um, yeah, I mean everybody knows where my money's at right now, the Air Jean. Uh, I am I'm, I'm gonna take Loyola on this one. I just think, you know, Porter Moser is going to have the boys going. Um, you know, they're collectively they're bought in. They don't turn the ball over. It, it's it's going to be a close one. I'm going to go Loyola 72, Michigan 70. Um, but let's move to the other side of the bracket and, you know, uh, we got Villanova who's, you know, consistently been the best team in basketball over the course of the past, <clears throat> past four years. Uh, most wins in that span, you know, Jay Wright has that team flying on all cylinders. Uh, I mean, they have phenomenal talent with, uh, you know, Jalen Brunson and Mikel Bridges, uh, who's going to be a top 10 NBA draft pick for sure. Um, I mean, they they wreaked havoc for Texas Tech all night. They they did not make it easy for Keenan Evans. Uh, you know, one award finalist for Texas Tech. I just think Villanova is playing the best basketball right now out of any team in this tournament. Um, I, I would like to say, wh- who do you think is going to win that game between um, Villanova? I, I
1: think you hit it on again. There, Uh, they've been the number one offense by far hands down this season and you can arguably say that for the past few seasons, um, their defense hasn't been much this year, um, just because they aren't the biggest team. Um, but you know what, as the tournament kind of progressed on, you see them, um, you know, you look at the Texas tech game, they held them to 20, what, 20 some three point shots a game or some ridiculous stat. Um, going forward though I think uh, I think Villanova's offense they just have too many weapons they're too deep um, they're gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna go 75 um, no. 69 cats yeah you got okay uh, I
0: one thing quickly before I make my pick let's just touch on that Kansas Duke game um, you know for sure the game of the weekend Uh. I just can't believe you're Malik
1: Newman guy. I know you're Malik Newman I, I'm a guy. Huge Malik Newman guy. I, he's gonna be a he's gonna be
0: a player in the NBA for sure. Um, I just honestly, you know me, I'm a Duke guy. I I can't believe I, I just can't believe Coach K got out coached by Bill Self. I mean, Bill Self's a great coach. Don't get me wrong, but it's Coach K. Uh, I just don't I just don't get why he played in a zone D the entire game when Newman was bombing threes like cash and Newman scored the first nine points of overtime for Kansas I mean I just it was just a tough all-around game for Duke I mean Grayson Allen I mean we all know that you know scandals around him and and his tripping and whatnot but I, I like I like a guy who stays four years I don't know about you but you know to finish four points shy of 2000 and have a potential buzzer beating shot hit the rim five times and roll out i just think duke i mean how even that call on on wendell carter that he fouled out in the you know the final five minutes yeah that it was like that jp mccure foul on xavier i I, it was i mean it's a bang bang play we see it in slow motion i get it but that was kind of a turning point i think duke lost the game more than kansas won it um but you got to credit bill self i think I think I'm going to go, I, I just think Nova's got too much superpower. Um, they're well coached. Not that, you know, not that Kansas isn't, but I'm going to go 82, 77 cats and not yeah. a lot of
1: D in that, uh, in that projection there. No. Um, yeah. Dude, I think you're right. Yeah. This, yeah. Dude, they, uh, they did a good job handling, you know, Marvin Bagley in the regional final Um but I just think Villanova's offense is going to be too much of a handful for him. So you got, so we both got Nova. I got the Ramblers. You got the Wolverines. Who you got taking
0: the, who, who you got cutting the nets down uh, Monday night in San Antonio. Hey,
1: hold on. I got, I got, uh, I'm I, I want, I, all right. You know what? I'll stick with my projection. I'll, I'll, I'll go Michigan, um, Michigan falling to Villanova. Um, I, like I said earlier, I want like my heart desires for the Ramblers to go on and take this thing, but I just think um, their their Cinderella story is going to come to an end. I got Villanova hosting the the Wolverines Monday night in San Antonio. So you got the all right. You got Nova. I
0: the, the clock the clock is going to strike midnight on the Ramblers, but that is after they cut the nets down in San Antonio. I got the Ramblers buying it. They study opponents better than anyone's ever studied an opponent. I mean, if, if you saw their locker room pictures that came out today before their game against K-State, it was pretty impressive. They had handwritten plays drawn up on big white sheets of paper. They knew that they knew K-State's every move. Um, I just think you you prepare yourself well enough. You put yourself in a position to win. I, I got Sister Jean. I got Air Jean flying, Air out, Jean. flying out of the – the chair. She's cut it down. Chicago's partying like it's 63 again. It's, it's going to be the Ramblers. It's going to be the Ramblers, 79. It's going to be the Wildcats, 77.
1: Love it. I love it.
0: <sighs> we move I, on I, to I,
1: uh, some Frozen 4 hockey.
0: Alright, a couple big games over the weekend. Uh, we got you know, we got pretty much essentially an all Big Ten Frozen Four, kind of crazy. Um, we got you know UMD, Minnesota Duluth being the only non Big Ten team in the Frozen Four, alongside Notre Dame, Michigan, and Ohio State. Um, let's start, let's begin with that that the upset of the tournament, one of the biggest upsets ever in college hockey tournament. Uh, the number one overall seed, St. Cloud State. Losing to Air Force uh four to one, the opening game of the tournament. Um what 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 are your thoughts there? I mean do do you think Bob Motzko was, was all in? I mean he he just recently took the gopher's head coaching job this morning.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was a big, big move. I, I don't know what the heck was going on up in St. Cloud. Um if it was off the ice issues or or what the deal was there. I heard of some some, some couple of rumors there could have been some off-the-ice, uh, you know, team issues that people weren't getting along very well. Um, but I just think that was a, a physical Air Force Falcons team. And, you know, they they came out, stuck to the game plan, and took it to them. And I think St. Cloud just came out flat-footed and was kind of shell-shocked by, by the Falcons.
0: Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there, right? there was a lot of rumors resurfacing, you know, whether their captains aren't getting along, uh, you know, some in-house, you know, problems and, you know, sometimes those spill over and, you know, we've all been on a team that's had spillover effect, you know, I mean, it it happens. Um, Air Force came out, you know, when a team's got nothing to lose like they do, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's all go. It's a green light to do anything. Um, you know they got a lucky bounce hit one out of the air, uh, another you know turnover. But I mean, credit their goalie, the Octopus Stakalakapus played unbelievable, um, star of the game. For sure. But you know, let's let's move on from that. Um, so we got we got Minnesota Duluth, um, we got Minnesota Duluth, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Michigan all playing in the in the Frozen Four. A historic rivalry going right now. We got Notre Dame taking on Michigan, um, in the late game, in the late game, um, couple weeks, and then we got Ohio State, Minnesota Duluth, Um, Minnesota Duluth making their uh, second appearance in two years. You know, they 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 lost in the national championship to Denver last season, three to two. you know, Ohio State's first appearance since 1998, where they lost to Boston College in the Frozen Four. Who do you got in that game uh, between Duluth and Ohio?
1: Uh, I, I – you know what? I got a couple personal connections on Ohio, State. uh, Ohio State's roster. A couple uh, – well, down to one Lakeville guy there. Um, strictly based off friendships, alliances, I, I got to go oh, OH, man. OH. OH. You got the Buckeyes, yeah. Right. I'm taking the Bucks. Uh, I'll say, I'll say four, two with an empty netter being the fourth.
0: Okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with you. I, I just think you know, it's, it's, it's a sense of déjà vu for me, Jake. We got the Frozen Four in St. Paul where it was in 2011. Um, if you remember that game, Duluth beat Michigan and. Uh, I believe it was double overtime to win the national championship game. Um, you know, it's pretty much a home crowd, uh, if you may. Uh, I mean, it, I feel that that the potential to happening again, where you can see a little deja vu. That would be pretty cool. Uh, I, I just think with Duluth, they have so much firepower with, uh, you know, Branovic, uh Tufty. The two Anderson brothers, um, Shepard's playing, you know, better than probably. He's playing phenomenal in that, you know. Um, with that team, you know, in a home ice type atmosphere. And, I mean, Ohio State's playing playing very well. Um, you got Jopes, Lashinsky, and, and even Romeo, probably the goaltender of the tournament so far in net. Um, it's going to be a really good game. I got Duluth squeaking one out. Uh, three to two uh, on that side, um, and then the Notre Dame Michigan game. Uh, wait, Notre Dame. Cannot wait
1: for that game. Cannot. Wait. It's going
0: to be unbelievable. I mean, Notre Dame's never won a, a national championship, seeking their first. Their last appearance in the title game was in two thousand eight, uh, where they lost to Boston College, and Michigan lost to Duluth in two thousand eleven at St. Paul. Uh, they haven't won since ninety eight, so it's been twenty years for them. Uh, I just think with. You know Jake Evans. Uh, you know Jordan Gross, Dylan Malmquist, uh, You know two two big. Uh, you know Gross's overtime goal against Tech. They've played some nail biters. Malmquist, you know last second goal against Providence to put them in the Frozen Four. They've got so much firepower. I think I think it's going to be Bluth. A- I think it's going to be Notre Dame. Uh, Michigan's put together a, a, a nice little stretch here. Um, you know, Cooper Marodi, Tony Calderon, you know, top point scorers in the nation. It's going to be hard to shut them down, but I, I think it's going to be, I think
1: it's going to be Duluth and I think it's going to be Notre Dame in the final. Uh, I, I got to side with you there. Uh, Notre Dame, you know, they're the Kings of the Big Ten. Um, their first year in the Big Ten. Uh, they're, they're for sure making some some noise um, upon joining that uh, league after the settlement of, you know, the old former WCHA. Um, they're in search of their first natty, uh, back to last year. Um, a lot of returning guys who are on that squad who lost, um, to the Denver pioneers who won it last year in the frozen four in Chicago. So I think we're going to see a a hungry Notre Dame team. Um, that's kind of out for some vengeance out, out for some revenge. Um, and like you kind of talked about, they have the depth that I think will take them, um, to two more victories and I got, so who you, uh, I got Notre Dame. Who you got who
0: you got hoisting that trophy? It's Notre next Dame weekend. over Notre Dame over the Bucks. You got you got Notre Dame over the Bucks? Yes sir, yes sir. Uh, I got I got Duluth taking it over Notre Dame. It's gonna be you know, Deja vu all over again, 2011, 2018, Saint Paul. Uh, I think it's gonna be I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I really do. Uh, I think it's going to be five to four. Pretty bold, but it's it's going to be five four game. Uh, you know, Duluth, so much firepower. I think they put together a nice little a stretch here. Uh, they're, they're going to take the uh, they're going to take the trophy. They're they're national champions of twenty eighteen. Be a be a
1: really good tournament for sure, especially with Does, Notre Dame, Michigan you do, do you think? Duluth is going to treat this as, you know, like some sort of home ice advantage. Do you think they do have a home ice advantage? I mean, being Duluth, being think, a three-hour trip, down, yeah, obviously I, they're going to, be able to I, travel I, more than I, Columbus or or any of these. Yes. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, I, I think it's definitely a home ice advantage. You know, a majority of their team is from Minnesota. The um, fans, they're, they're – You know, they hate that the Big Ten even formed. It took away a lot of historic rivalries. You know, you don't see the Gophers in North Dakota and and the Gophers in Minnesota Duluth and those rivalries. So, I mean, I think that there will be a huge fan base in favor of Minnesota Duluth. Um, You know, a a team from Minnesota hasn't won the national championship since 2011 when when the Bulldogs did it, so they're
1: hungry for one. Um, Would you say strictly – would you say that Big Ten – uh, the new Big Ten formed conference. Do you think that does have people siding with Duluth because they're like, oh my gosh, screw the whole Big Ten thing? Um, oh, I mean, even sure. tonight, I was men's league hockey tonight. I'm in the locker room, and this guy's trying to make an argument. Which I'm a I'm a NODAC guy. I'm a UND fighting suit forever guy. Um, obviously, you were not happy. When they, tonight, when they got you no Bucky tonight,
0: you go, you, you go no Bucky warm up or what? Oh, my God.
1: Man, it's ugly. I still got the cage on. It's a it's only, and chase. only guy out there protecting the mouth a little bit. My Love it. Mom won't be happy. Love it. Her braces money went to waste. But um, right. I, a guy in there tonight. He he's talking. He goes. He goes. The Big Ten is shit. The Big Ten screw this. It should still be the WCHA. I go, dude. There's. Are you are, are you following college hockey whatsoever? Like, three of the four teams are Big Ten. So I think originally, even in my opinion, I was rattled when they got rid of the WCHA. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm team fuck Big Ten Conference um, when it comes to college hockey. Um, but, you know, this year especially, I'm retracting that statement. I mean, you can't argue with Ohio State, Michigan, and Notre Dame playing in Frozen Four now. I mean, you you could say, though, look at on a Friday, Saturday night, it's not anything like it used to be in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, right. you know? Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, from my standpoint,
0: playing in college hockey in the ECAC, it's, you know, we struggle for fans. Um, you know, Cornell Cornell has the best atmosphere in college hockey, hands down. They, they always pack it. So you always get the teams that pack it. But, I mean, just historically, the Gophers used to be, you know, one of the top selling fan organizations um, packing the seats uh, and, and just the numbers have declined. If, if you look since the big 10, I mean, you got the big TV contracts and whatnot. That's kind of what it was, you know, put in, put in place, you know, when, when Penn state got hockey, they said they were going to form the big 10 and they did um, Notre Dame just joined it this year. So, I mean, as far as the big 10 goes, being in Minnesota, being from Minnesota and just knowing those historic rivalries between all Minnesota teams, and North Dakota, uh, it just kind of—I can tell you—that's exactly the reason why there are no fans anymore. There's no rivalry. Um, I mean, the Big Ten has a ton of money. Uh, they're going to get you know, top recruits. It. They're going to
1: be raking it in. Yeah. They,
0: they're going to get top recruits. It's, <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, it could—you could say it's a disadvantage, but it's. I mean, all the credit to them. They got three teams in the Final Four. Um, so I, I, am a fan of the big 10 now. Um, I mean, it's, it's not going anywhere. It never will, but just being from Minnesota, I, I just know why, why people might say that. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it, it's going to be, it's going to be good frozen Four no matter what teams are in it. So, um,
1: I want to take it, ch- kind of shuffle things up a little bit right now, um, Going off the college hockey um, talk, bumping it up to the NHL level. Did you see Connor McDavid put up back-to-back hundred-point seasons?
0: I did. Thoughts, Unbelievable.
1: Opinions,
0: comments. I mean, he went into the night, you know, with 99. Um, got his got his hundred points early in the first period on an assist. You know, got another goal and an assist. Uh, I think that that game is end of the second period he's got three points he's up to 102 uh first to 100 this year um I mean the guy's the guy's phenomenal uh current leader in the NHL uh 27 points in March in 14 games I mean he's averaging two points a game are you kidding me at the NHL level a whole
1: month (laughs) what this league is I mean you could do the the Gretzky-Crosby debate, Gretzky-McDavid debate, but I think this NHL, he's yeah. doing it in today's game, and you can attest to that. It's ridiculous. It's borderline video game stats that he's put it's on. I mean, that's why they call him McJesus. He's not human.
0: I personally, he has taken over from Sidney Crosby as the best player in the game. I think he did so, you know, Crosby won the cup last year you can never count them out, but I think he's taken over as the best player. And he did. So m- mid season this year, the guy is just, he's a freak. He's unbelievable. Um, kind of disappointing season for the Oilers. If you ask me a, a team that had so much high hope and, and playoff potential, especially with the run they made last year, they, they blew a couple games in the, uh, in the Western conference playoffs where they, they should have, they should have played in the Western conference finals, uh, couldn't get past this stingy Anaheim team but what does that organization
1: it, it, gotta do man to get a cup I mean they have arguably the best player in the world I mean would you okay first of all would you tag him as the best player in the world
0: yes And what
1: does Edmonton need to start to I mean they have it seems like a couple weapons around him um to supplement him but what I mean what transactions? What moves does Edmonton need to do to bring a cup? I mean,
0: they're scoring. They're just they're just poor defensively right now. I mean, it's just I don't know. They need they need more help on the back end. I, I, I'm honestly that Taylor Hall trade in hindsight could be one of the worst trades, one of the worst trades since I've been alive. Um, you know, I traded him to to New Jersey. Um, I'm just not a huge. I wasn't a huge fan on it at the time they, they needed to shake things up. Um, but I just think they need to, you know, they, they have offensive weapons. So like it's not, it's not a lack of scoring. It's a lack of defending. Um, it might be time, you know, it might be time to move on uh, from the head coach, um, Todd McClellan, but it's tough to say a, a team that was so good last year and just, you know, kind of fall off the rails. One of the worst teams in the NHL this year. Um, I mean, I think I think they either make a trade for a top end defenseman or, you know, they just kinda they just kinda wipe the slate clean, bring in a new coach, kind of shift that way. I mean I Cam Talbot's not the problem. I mean he's he's been, you know, he was probably a top three goal in the NHL last year. Um, he hasn't been playing his best. He's been playing well as of late, though. Um, so it, you could you could go one more year with Todd McLeod, or you just clean house. That,
1: that's that's what I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good take. That's a good take. Um, so in the uh, in the West, who I mean, you got Chicago plummeting. Vancouver loses one of their top point getters in Brock Besser. Um, Arizona's kind of in the toilet. Um, you got a a, sh- a shaky Calgary team. Um, besides that, what do you? I mean, what what do you like going into the NHL playoffs? As far as I mean, are you a Vegas Knights guy? Or are you going to ride the Nashville Smashville train? Um, Western Conference. In the- give me your power rankings. Top five teams. Um, you know what? In the two, West, three games out of the playoffs.
0: All right. All right, in the West, I I mean Nashville, one of the hottest, one of the hottest, if not the hottest team in, in the NHL. Um, you know, plus fifty-one goal differential. Uh, you know, that's you know second, or that's third to uh, Winnipeg, and Tampa. Um, they is probably going to win the Vesna, top goal in the NHL. Um, they're they're so good defensively. I, I think they have the best decor in the NHL. Um, you know Subban, Yossi, Ekholm—they're they're just so sound defensively. It's gonna be tough for teams to score goals on them going forward. Um, offensive depth as well. You're getting scoring from all all four lines. Uh, number two, I got the Winnipeg Jets. Another team. It's I think it's gonna be Nashville, and Winnipeg and Nashville will meet up in the second round for sure. Um, the winner of that, I, I think, is going to go to the Stanley Cup. I mean, two high-prolific scoring offenses. Winnipeg is, you know, they win five in a row. Uh, Wheeler, Lyon, Shifley, you know, Kyle Connor. they're getting scoring from all over. It's it's Winnipeg. It's They're, they're partying north of the border for sure right now. Mm-hmm. Num- number three, I'm going to have to go with uh, – the Vegas Golden Knights, I mean, first expansion team to make the NHL playoffs since 89. Uh, I mean, Vegas, they're staying up late, they're getting they're getting wins, you know. They're starting blow,
1: they're doing it all. No uh, shit. Yeah. That's one uh, we got to get book a flight out to there. It's, can you make yeah, the playoff atmosphere in that town? Oh my god. god. I'm going to a
0: Vegas playoff game for sure. Uh, that I probably won't out remember be. It. I'm I'm probably going to be about. 20 gin and tonics and Stella's deep uh you know going to the MGM Grand throwing a bill
1: on Vegas for sure throw a text to Mayweather see if we can get in uh cover free at the girl collection down the block yeah
0: yeah definitely hitting up the rippers no doubt the uh no, I mean, Mark Andre Fleury has been unbelievable in that. Like, who who saw that coming? I, I mean, nobody saw this coming. An expansion team leading the Pacific Division, you know, second in the Western Conference and total points. You kidding me? Like, wow! I, I they're getting balanced scoring across the board. Um,
1: and don't you know, and don't sleep on Malcolm Subban when uh, Fleury. Malcolm a breather. Subban. Do not if, sleep on Subban. If if. If for some reason
0: Mark Andre can't go and Malcolm Subban is a starting goaltender, I don't even slutter. I, I do Not see a team beating them going forward for the rest of the summer. I mean, Malcolm Subban, if he was healthy and if he was playing all season
1: long, that's your clear cut Vesna, no doubt about Easy. it. Easy, easily. I am uh, Team right, Subban. So- I'm I'm Team Family Subban. Uh, PK's style is
0: love this Subban. Love, love
1: him Uh, So what do you got? So you got uh,
0: your number four.
1: four. Yeah. four. Number four. I got a surging. This is
0: kind of bold, but I got a surging St. Louis blues team. They were, they looked like they could have been probably one of the worst teams in February. They've turned it around winners of six of their last they've won six in a row, uh, eight of their last 10. Uh, They're not even in a playoff spot. They're two points back. I think they're going to get in. They're going to take that last spot from Colorado. Jaden Schwartz
1: is back healthy again. Points in five last five games.
0: Tara Tank. Tara Tank. So Tara Tara Tank. Show.
1: Hey, unbelievable
0: in in the playoffs. Um, You know, it's just a team that's they're starting to click when it matters most. You know, all teams go through slumps, but they're starting to click when it matters most. Uh, And then my fifth my fifth team for power rankings in the uh, Western Conference is the San Jose Sharks. Uh, you know, they're eight, one, and one in their last 10. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're really good at home. They're, they're decent on the road. Um, they're, they're a team that when they get in the playoffs, they usually make some noise. Uh, looks like they're probably going to end up playing Anaheim or LA in the first round. Um, I, I see them being either one of those teams. Um, it's hard to count the Kings out, but a team that hasn't made the playoffs in the past
1: two seasons, it's just I, I don't know about that. Um, jump into the the, East, jump into the East now. Um, one team I love, Evie, you know who it is. Florida, no, the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know why? Matthews. Matthews. William Nylander. All- Matt Matthews. Marner, Tyler Bozak, Patrick Marleau. You're, this team is so sick, man. That first you're line, a huge buds. You're a huge buds fan. Huge buds fan over there. Huge, man. I I, I think their young guns are so nasty together. That that top line is it? Is, well, actually, I gotta look that up. Actually, is it Nylander, Marner, Matthews? I, I don't think that's right. Uh You got a 96-born, a a 97-born, and another 97-born. Tearing it up for that team. You got a – what you could now consider as a James Van Riemsyke a little bit more of a vet um, on this team. Uh, Patrick Marleau, um, he's obviously been around the league for a while. Um, I like this Leafs team moving forward, man. Um, Matthews is back in the lineup, healthy. I think they're it's, gonna
0: take off. They they have so much depth. I mean, right now, they're left to right. They got Hyman, Matthews, nylander marlo Kadri, who's having an unreal year. Mitch Marner, JBR, Bozak, Connor Brown. I mean, their top, top three three lines lot. are gonna. Pre- the only thing that the only thing that scares me, the only thing that's hindered them for the past decade has been their back end. um you know Morgan Riley's their clear-cut number one defenseman, but then you know you got Ron Hainsey, who's been around the block a few times, Jake Gardner, who's pretty solid, um, Nikita Zaitsev, yeah, he's 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 decent, he's okay, um, and then Travis Dermott and Roman Pollock on the back end, but it's for them, it's going to come down to will they score enough goals, and will Freddie Anderson, who's phenomenal in between the pipes, uh, you know, play play up to his potential in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, right on. I, uh, you can't, though. I I, I, I kind of re- don't retract my statement. I love the Leafs. I love their young talent. Um, but I do think it is a borderline coin flip for, for the top spot in the East with Tampa Bay and Boston. Um, yeah, you know, I, I've always been a Boston guy. Um, I, I love the Bruins. I love the Red Sox. I know you're a Yanks guy. We're going to butt heads down the road on that. I already know. Sure. Um, sure. but I think this Bruins team, who's been playing injured all year, um, the other night against the Wild, they got Bergeron back. They got Tori Krug back. Um, should be back for the playoffs as well as Charlie McAvoy. Um, the, the Olympic Brad Marshall, uh, clear-cut best player, unbelievable from, talent, from absolute pest to absolute freaking beast. Man, the guy has been tearing it up. Um, and another kid I like from the Olympic team, Ryan Donato. Talk about providing Donato. a spark, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Those two teams, Tampa and Boston, I, this is one thing that scares me, though. Washington, you know, they're always the top seed in their respective division, you know, over the past few years. you know, We know what they're capable in the regular season. It's, it's will this be their year? I I mean, it looks like if they can even get past the Panthers or even the Devils or uh, Philly in the first round, whoever it may be, um, will they will they be able to get past the Penguins? We know the Penguins are going to pass Columbus in the first round. We know that's going to happen. Um, it's will the Capitals be able to beat Crosby? Can Evgeny Crosby and solidify his legacy? I don't know. I, I would like to hope so, but but it's going to come down to the, the play of Holtby, um, who's been absolutely atrocious when he plays Pittsburgh in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's you know if it's that girlfriend that you keep running into at the bar that you know that broke up with you can't get over it, and you know she's wearing it on tight. And it, I don't know what it is, but it's 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 something that he's going to have to get over sooner rather than later. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Boston and Tampa, your clear-cut leaders in the Atlantic, that'll shape up to be a great – if Boston can get past the Buds, which I think they will. Um, You know, many people have the Lightning moving on. As much as I hate the Boston Bruins, they're just – they're just such a veteran-type, star-dominated team. Um, Tampa has arguably the best defensive core and even the offensive core. They're so well-rounded. That's going to be an unbelievable series. I hope. I hope it's Boston Tampa in the second round. You know the addition of McDonough coming back from injury, getting him at the, the trade deadline. I mean, Victor Hedman, Kucherov, Stamkos. You know, even the new addition of JT Miller. He's producing down there. It's it's, wow. Eastern Conference is
1: loaded. Eastern Conference is gonna be an absolute treat to watch, man. That's gonna yeah. be a treat. Yeah. Who? Oh,
0: one one take here. Who do you think gets in as that last wild card spot? Uh, it's, it looks like it's probably gonna be uh either New Jersey. Which side are you talking West or East? East. We're talking New Jersey, Florida. Florida's got two games in hand, three points back behind New Jersey. With uh, well, Jersey's in right now. With, Jersey's
1: got the last spot. Right.
0: Florida's back After Florida's back on them by three points eight games to play two games in hand on them who do you got I, I'm a firm believer that Florida gets in. Uh, I said this about a month ago watch out for the Panthers one of the hottest teams in hockey and eh, you know there's something about you know hope uh, you know destiny um, when when something tragic happens there's something something in the air uh you know that brutal shooting in in florida a
1: couple weeks ago uh real destiny man it's destiny you're right the whole dance it's gonna be florida to sneak in literally based on that i know We, we talked about this i mean it's happened in sports before
0: you know the houston astros hurricane harvey just derailed the city like hit it harder than then Stormy Daniels, uh, I mean it's Stormy D. You know they ended up winning the World Series this year. Uh, we've seen it, you know the '06 New Orleans Saints. Uh, you know, hurt, you know they they ended up, you know, falling one game short of of making the Super Bowl. But I think it's going to be Florida.
1: I like that pick.
0: I like that pick. I think. That's... How about all right? <laughs> last last wild card in the West. It's even tighter. Uh, it's, it's, you got St. Louis and LA tied right now, uh, Colorado with a game in hand, one point back and then Dallas even, you know, five points out of reach.
1: A hot take, hot take. Ready for it? All ears. Minnesota wild last in. That is a hot take. They lost a tough one. Or in overtime tonight, they snuck a point out. I think they're going to drop two to Dallas. Um, I think they're going to drop another one to Edmonton. Um, I I just think they're I think they're going to slide here. What do they got? Seven eight games left. Um, we got a two game stand versus Dallas coming up. Um, I, I know they're in it right now, but who do we got behind us? We got Colorado. Um no. Yeah, you got Colorado, LA. So we're looking at we're looking at two games versus Dallas. I think we get swept there. Another loss versus Edmonton um at home and then you go on a California road trip to finish up the season, Anaheim, LA and San Jose. Who knows on the road um out in Cali. Anything could happen if they drop I, I think they could drop 75% of those games and slip. It's just a Minnesota Minnesota sports thing for me. I mean, def, I mean, yeah. I mean, they definitely have probably, probably the hardest schedule remaining yet. You're playing
0: three teams that are in a playoff position right now and then a team that's fighting for their playoff lives and a team with the best player in the world. Um, is is Jake, that even but, mathematically possible for us to slip that far? I mean, think about definitely. it. Think about We're it, Jake. Got... Think about it, Jake. The Wild have the best – home ice record in the NHL 25 6 and 8 like they they don't lose at home okay and even if they do they get a point out of it uh, with that loser point i i hate that loser point it's so ridiculous i if you're going to if you're going to give the losers a point you got to give the winners at least three points it's just i i'm not a big fan of the loser point to be honest um, it's okay this is why i think the wild are going to stay where they are home game against dallas then they fly to Dallas, so both teams have to do that. Home. We'll say we'll split those. Um, we're at home against the Oilers. I think we'll win that. If not, we're going we're getting point we're getting a point at least at home. Um, then we go to the Ducks. So we finish with that oh, we finished so with two home tough, games left. We finish with the tough Western Conference road trip to end our season. That could be dicey, but I think we're gonna stay in the position just with the loser point. It's so hard to drop. Um but yeah, three points separate us in a wild card spot. Four could even knock us out of the playoffs. I I think we're gonna be fine.
1: Um, I think. Would, first- you, would you Would you like to see them get a lower seed though, so they're not in the same? You know, whether it be we play Nashville or Winnipeg. Oh, okay, yeah. Look, based on this, if you
0: if you're going that, I would like to see the Wild get the first wild card spot. They would play Vegas in the first round. Who is losing that series? 100 times out of 100. That's bold by me. Vegas will not win a playoff series. No playoff experience. A certain, even if the Wild, I, I, I don't know how bold this can be, but the Vegas Golden Knights will not win a playoff series, and they might only win one playoff game.
1: Really? You don't see Destiny coming in here being, you know, the first expansion team to do this, the first expansion team to do that. You know they come in and they're going to be the first expansion team now to clinch the playoffs um, since freaking Sister Jean was born in, back in 42. I mean,
0: credit Air Jean in that era, but Jake, think of how many teams have had the best record in the MLB. Think of how the teams had the best record in NFL, etc. And they get into the playoffs, they get into the playoffs and they just they, they don't have any playoff experience. And if they run into the L.A. Kings or the Blues, uh, or even say the Wild, that's three teams that have, that have been around the block in the playoffs and have playoff experience. Um, you know, granted the players on Vegas have had playoff experience, like I get all that, but it's just it's different. I mean, I I I think the Vegas Golden Knights lose the first round series four um, two. That's that's just my bold prediction. Um, you know, we see it all the time. Um, it's, it's, you need playoff experience if, if you're going to go deep in the
1: playoffs. Understandable. Yeah. That's what, that's a good take. Let's, let's just shift gears here talking about,
0: you know, NHL. Let's go to the NFL, uh, huge rumor out of the day. Odell Beckham Jr. Trade rumors. Will he be traded? Will he, will he not? Is he going to get his contract? Is he not? Uh, you know, picture surfaced the other day of him and, and, and a girl with cocaine, you know, all over that that body of hers. Uh, he, he had a he had a, it looked like a blunt in his hand. I, I... Girl, you over there looking like a snack? He says, He's... looking like a snack, a little Domino's double stuffed, uh, double meat pizza, uh, you know, right on her lap. You know, uh,
1: why a... why aren't the giants why aren't the giants denying these rumors? What is the, it? I mean... the, rumors,
0: the rumors of him being traded, yeah, because there's always going to be. I mean, okay, they have the second overall pick in the draft. Um, you know, there's always the question are they going to trade back? Are they going to take a quarterback? Will they take Saquon Barkley? Uh, are they going to take that Bradley Chubb defensive end? I think that when Odell Beckham Jr. is on the field, so he's statistically the best wide receiver in the game. Uh, Antonio Brown, him and him and AB. Um, and if you lose him like they did all season long, you don't have anybody to throw the football to. I mean, certainly Shepard's a great talent. Get me, don't get me wrong, but he's no Odell Beckham Jr. Um, mm-hmm. So they're not denying these trade rumors because you could get two first round picks for OBJ easily. Um you know, you get two first round picks, you trade back in the draft, get another cu- couple picks. You know, you're looking at a ton of players in this draft or even next year's draft. Um, but you're never going to find another talent like OBJ. Uh, you know, get Gettleman, he's yeah, he's been you know open to, to hearing trades. I think he just wants to see the value of what he can get for OBJ. I don't, he's not going to pull the trigger. You, you pull the trigger and he, Obi, you're literally trading away Jerry Rice of our generation. You don't do that. That's just not what you mm-hmm. do. Um, if
1: he's got, you know, he's got, if, yeah, he's got what, a year left on his contract? Until he's yeah. Does he hold yeah. out
0: then? Yeah. I mean,
1: you, you cross that
0: bridge when it comes, but clearly the Giants are in a rebuild. Um, but do they see him a part of that rebuild? I think you have to. They have a prolific offense when he's, when he's on the field, best hands in the NFL. Um, but like, the rumor was that the Rams are interested. If if he does get traded to the Rams, I I do not see I, I, they're going to be a tough out for sure. I, they they could be the best team in the NFL if they get Odell Beckham Jr. They they added a keep to on the back end corner. Um, they added Ndamukong Suh yesterday. Uh, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Cooper Cup. These guys they got weapons. It's if they get OBJ, it would be good luck shutting down that offense. That would be like the good Vikings. Be like Vikings in 99. Good luck. So let's just touch on one other thing, though. Going back with OBJ, what's your thought on egos in the NFL and, and, and how they, you know, do they affect their organizations? Is there, you know, is there a gray area surrounding
1: what, what What's your take on, on egos? Um, as far as egos goes, um, I think it plays in with a little bit of maybe just the competitive nature of the sport. Um, you can, you got so many guys on both ends of the ball, uh, OBJ, Des Bryant on the back end, you got, um, Richard Sherman, Josh Norman. I think part of it is being competitiveness or being just overall competitive, but, when you're, when you're doing the post-game interviews and, and the locker room talk and, and going above and beyond, look at – I mean, look at our Minnesota guys, Harrison Smith, Xavier Rhodes, some of the top defensive guys in the league. Would you say those guys have egos? You don't hear anything about them in the news no. that I've – I mean, no. I, yeah, for sure. Is there a place for ego? Yes. It obviously gives – these guys are selling their personalities – Um, obviously, um, you know, there's going to be banter. There's going to be chirping. There's going to be all this and that. Um, but I think, is it needed? No. Like I said, look at our, our hometown Vikes. What do they got? Like, you don't see any big egos. Would would you say that? I mean, no. Yeah.
0: Historically, you look at the teams that are, that are in the hunt towards the end of the year. Um, they, they usually, um, they usually don't have any ego oriented, ego centered guy. I mean, I just think back at players such as, you know, Randy Moss, uh, when he was with the Viking, uh, huge ego guy, uh, straight cash. Money, um, but, but he balled out, no doubt about it. He laid it on the line for the Vikes, you know, every chance he could. Um, that, that was more of a, a few missed opportunities by the Vikings, you know, in that 99 season and 2001 but another guy that comes to mind is you know Antonio Brown uh, big win over the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs 2 years ago gets on Facebook live starts Facebook live in the, the post game like that's just a fucking joke like you don't you don't hop on what stays in the lo- what stays in the locker room stays in the locker room it's locker room talk you know it's it's it, you don't Facebook live a big win like that that's that's just him being ego centred, complains when he doesn't get the ball, big time whining. You know,
1: OBJ does it too. Um, what's what? Hey, I I don't want to shift this on bat the NBA, but what's his dick with that whole cell phone thing with the Lakers? Um, the Ohio State. Oh, draft. oh, oh uh,
0: um, the point guard there. He's on the Nets now.
1: What the oh, fuck. Hey, but that whole story that came out where he like. What happened with that? He, he was, like, texting. Uh, oh, he basically, like, told Iggy Azalea,
0: Iggy Azalea that uh, yeah, um, Swaggy P. He was playing with Swaggy P. That yeah, was D- uh, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, he was telling. Yeah, he was. He told Iggy Azalea that uh, uh, her boyfriend there, Swaggy P, was cheating on her. Like, what a coward. <laughs> not, I mean, not
1: so much an ego thing, but yeah, anyway, that's just, I don't, that, that just came was, up in
0: my head. Uh, I mean, yeah. Moving on to that, like, the Philadelphia Eagles had – I wouldn't say they had any egos, but they had peacefully protesting guys like Chris Long. He he was a huge advocate of, you know, everything that's going on. He donated his whole paycheck to charity. Like, our, his whole entire 2017-18 paycheck to charity. Like, that's – I wouldn't say that's an ego-centered guy whatsoever. And they no. hoisted – the two teams in the Super Bowl, the New England Patriots, you don't have ever hear anything bad about them. And if you do, they're gone, you know, 20 minutes after it, it, that story breaks. Like, I think egos hinder team yeah. success and team culture more than anything. And, you know, guys, guys like Julio Jones, Larry Fitzgerald, like those two do everything the right way. They don't say anything bad. They could show up to work every day with their work boots on, and, and they've been they've been rewarded. They've each played in Super Bowls, you know, one possession games, could have easily won, um, but it, but it didn't happen. So, I think that egos going forward are, are going to be a huge issue, um, and and they hinder team success, you know, like more than anything. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I love OBJ, my my favorite player in the game, um, but the Giants aren't going to win a Super Bowl with him. It's, it's just not going to happen. I agree.
1: I I definitely agree.
0: So, um, I mean, that,
1: that's just... that, yeah, so that's, uh,
0: that's going to wrap up our podcast for the, for the night. Um, thanks for listening. A lot of big things, a lot of big things ahead, uh, getting ready for, uh, you know, unbelievable final four and frozen four this weekend. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who's who cutting down the nets. Uh, nothing better than Master Sunday.
1: Week and a half away. Can't wait. See you there. I hope that sometimes I won't, but I feel good.
0: I don't. I down Weston Road. Hey. Might go down to DOD. Yeah, right. I go hard on Southside G. Yeah, right, yeah. I make mean, sure that no side. But still bad. Things. It's a lot of bad things that they wish and 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 they
1: wish and a lot of bad things.